Welcome to Season 2 of At The Horn, the podcast devoted to the University of Pikeville women's basketball program. I'm Willard Nip, and on this episode, UPike head coach Cliff Williams and I take a look back at the 2021-22 season, go through the Bears' 2022-2023 roster, and take a sneak peek at the first two games of the new season. Finally, we talk about one of the many great contributions this team makes to its community through Coach Williams' Buckets for Backpacks initiative, all on this episode of At The Horn. Welcome back to At The Horn. I am joined now by a head coach of the University of Pikeville Women's Bears program, Clifton Williams, now entering his seventh season as the U-Pike coach. Last year, Coach Williams posted victory number 100. And so welcome, my friend. Always good to speak with you. It's good to be back and heading into a game week already. It's, it's gone by so quick. I'm, uh, I'm excited and looking forward to the season. Before we get into this season, though, let's, let's go back and kind of put a bow on what was a pretty special year last year. Season finished with the Bears posting a 19-14 and 14 overall record, 11-11 in the Mid-South Conference, good enough for a sixth-place tie. Had a victory over Shawnee State in the opening round of the conference tournament before falling to Cumberland's in the quarterfinals. Received an at-large bid as a 12 seed and knocked off Indiana Tech in the opening round before falling to Bryan College in overtime in the second round of the tournament. But that's only part of the story. This is a team that started its conference play 0-5, but four of those losses were by a combined 10 points. And so here you are starting conference 0-5, but you've gotten some good wins over Ryle Grand on the road and Mount Vernon, who are both nationally ranked teams. So you knew that you were close. So what was the key moment of that turnaround that saw this team go on a good run at the end of the regular season? Uh, you know, I don't know that it was a necessarily a key moment. It was just the ability for our kids to stay together through the tough times. Um, we didn't feel like we needed to make any real adjustments to what we were doing. You know, our whole mindset was we just need to get better at the things we are doing. And the regular season finished with a seven and two uh, stretch that included a victory over Campbellsville on their home court. What did that moment feel like? That was a special locker room moment, right? Um, be able to go on the road and beat, you know, a top five team in the country that you've been so close to uh, over the years. So a special moment for our juniors and seniors last year. And, uh, you know, it's we we have a lot of respect for that program. You know, Campbellsville has been a perennial power since, you know, I don't know how long. I really don't know how long since <laughs> since they've been playing since coach Calvin has been a player, that's how long they've been a national power. And she's been coaching for a minute. The respect we have for that program, knowing how hard they work and to be able to go and get it done on their floor. Uh, it was really, really special moment. No question. And it gave us momentum, you know, heading into the last, the final stretch of the season. And you parlayed that into the seven and two finish of victory over Shawnee yep. state. And then making the postseason. And I remember I actually went back and listened to the podcast from the invitation the Bears received to participate in the national tournament, the big dance. Mm -hmm. 
And, and what I remember about that moment was, of course, the incredible technological foul-up in, in which half of the tournament field was announced. They took a commercial break, and they came back, and they repeated the half that had already been announced. So now we're all waiting to see whether Pikeville's in the dance or not. And meanwhile, A.J. happened to know, A.J. Reed uh, happened to know, but didn't tell anybody. So We're... Uh... Yeah, we're all gathered in the locker room and, you know, they, they announced the first half of the bracket. So we're eagerly anticipating, right, the coming off the commercial break and getting into the next segment. And it took us a minute because we were thrown off, like, what is happening right now? And so we realized that they were literally repeating the first side of the bracket. And then I don't know exactly what the chain of events were, but somebody looked over and I think AJ was like crying and AJ is not a crier. She doesn't cry. Like, she's just not that kid. And and so we're trying to figure out what was going on. She finally told us, like, you know, I we're in. And and so for her as a senior, right, um, it was special to get back. And it was important for her to be able to get back to the national tournament, you know, to, to finish this thing out the right way. And then the Bears went to Tennessee and posted a victory over Indiana Tech before following to Bryant. What are the memories that you will take away from last year? Learning how to to stay together and to stay connected through through tough times early on, um, over the course of a, a really long season. Um, you know, our girls spend a lot of time together, and and you know that that connection. You know, we have one goal as a team, right? We, we want to get better on the court every day, and we want to get closer as a team every day. And that has to be intentional on both sides. So, you know, watching our girls do that. AJ was in this program. She's a legacy kid. Her dad played for for Pike men's basketball. Um, Georgia and Fatma are international transfers. Georgia was a starter for us all year long uh, last year. Fatma fought through injuries and, and best to be on the court, but remained, you know, a, a connected member of this basketball team through throughout her career. Um, and was integral in, in, in her relationships that we had at, that she had with our players. Um, it was special for for that senior class to be able to to go out the right way. Um, we opened with Indiana Tech. Indiana Tech won that league. Uh, the Wolverine Hoosier were I don't forget. I think they were ranked 17th in the country when we went to play them. Uh, tough basketball team and probably our best defensive effort of the year, right? Start to finish for four games. We really shut them down. Held them under 50 points. Held them under 50. Uh, Our preparation was really, really solid going into that game. Um, And then we turned around and played the number nine team in the country on their home court. Spotted them a pretty good double-digit lead. I believe it was 12 at at halftime. And then the message was the same, right? Like, we understand who we are. We're not making any changes. We need to be better at what we're doing on both sides of the ball, and we're going to give ourselves a chance. And sure enough, we did um, probably one of the more exciting games of the year of anyone in the NAIA, any tournament game. It was uh, it was fun to watch as a, as a coach from the sidelines and from everyone I've spoken to from a fan perspective. Um, it was a fun game. Um, so what I'll take away from that last game is is the fight. You know, I remember, you know, we could have easily laid down and and let them run away with that game, but uh, we refused to go away. And uh, that's the kind of mindset and 
competitiveness that we need. With that loss against Brian, uh, the careers that you mentioned of Georgia, AJ and Fatma uh, came to a conclusion as they have graduated from the program. But you also uh, say goodbye to Leanna McNulty, who was a freshman on last year's team. And yeah. so as you prepare to turn the page and we get ready to look at the 22-23 season, uh, special memories of those kids, I assume. I, I mean, I think we've done over the years here, we've done a great job of recruiting great kids. And, and you know, all, all four of them, you know, were great kids and, and were, you know, integral parts of, of what we do and, and who we are as a program. So, you know, losing Leanna um, to transfer, you know, kids may have choices and, and you know, she, she opted to go in a different direction for the remainder of her career, but uh, she, she worked like crazy and, and, and did a really, really good job for us while she was here. Um, and may have been the most improved player throughout the course of the season. I, yeah, I, I, because, because she comes in as a freshman and has an opportunity to grow, right? That opportunity to improve is, is much, much greater for, for younger players, right? Um, you know, as you, as you get older, junior and senior, that, that improvement gap gets smaller and smaller, but she certainly did. Um, you know, she played about 20 minutes a game for us and, and had a lot of opportunities to gain that experience. So we put the finishing touches on what was a, a, a good season. And, and I think you really earned the respect of your competitors and your peers and the coaching fraternity. Uh, I, I remember you telling me that, that someone in the uh, tournament administration was, was like, how are you a four seed in, the, in, a, in a pod? How are you guys a four seed? You know, and it's like this is the team that people didn't want to play. And you showed why. Uh, again, that, that just speaks to the competitive nature of our kids. And, and, you know, we, we, we have destinations that we, you know, places we want to land by the end of the year. And, uh, you know, it's not going to happen because we want it to happen. We, we've got to put in the work each day and uh, prepare to compete. And, and I think our league, you know, in the Mid-South Conference is tough. And so our league helps us to prepare for that national tournament. Well, it was a great season, and if you follow this team, you saw some wonderful uh, young ladies who encountered early adversity, did not give up, turned it around, and ended up having a great season. Yep, and and so, and, and we left a little bit on the table, and that's what we get to talk about now, right? Absolutely. So thanks for being in this segment. We're getting ready to come back, and when we do, we'll start talking about this year's roster. And some new faces joining our returning cast of characters. And we'll do that up next on At The Horn. Welcome back to At The Horn. In this segment, Coach Williams and I are going to break down the 2022-2023 Bears roster. This is a roster that I think has a lot of potential, Coach. So just... As you think about the roster as a whole, before we start breaking it down by class, what's your overall impression of the team? Um, probably as as deep a roster as we've had. I feel like we've we had similar depth um, in 2016-17. The team that came off of a, a Final Four run, 
right? The the first team that we that we took over, uh, which Coach Wheeler and I took over, it was comparable in depth, right? Um, but certainly as deep as that team and has the potential to uh, to be stronger because we've got some younger players in and you know from sophomores and freshmen who you know with with ongoing development will uh will certainly probably make this the deepest team that we've had you return your top four scorers and so uh you return your top three rebounders you return your top five players in terms of the average minutes per game that they played so that's a lot coming back we've got more teachers on the floor right kids who understand the system kids who understand uh, both sides of the ball, what we're trying to do, which which helps the development of our younger players, um, and takes some of the some of the teaching burden off of us. Right, we're able to play faster, move faster through practice, which is what we like to do anyway. Yeah, it's uh, the experience is a plus, and it's experience with kids who work right, kids who work hard in practice every day. They know the culture. Yeah, well, they've helped establish it, and your culture is what you do, not what you say. So let's break this down by class. You've got three what we would call super seniors in Haley Free, Mary Englert, and Sierra Feltner. Mary is the school's 12th all-time leading scorer, has a chance with a good year to break into the top five. If she's able to stay injury-free, she should set the record for most games appeared in in school history. Uh, first team All-Mid-South Conference, honorable mention All-American honors last year. Um, today's Mary's birthday. So happy birthday, Mary. Special player. Like from the first time I saw Mary on film, I never hadn't even met her yet. And I'm watching this clips that were sent to me. And I'm like, who is this kid? Just because it, it, it looked like somebody had sped up the film. She was moving faster, going harder than everyone else on the floor. So that was my first impression that, that got my attention. And what she's brought to our program is that kind of work ethic just about every day in practice. Is, that's who we got. We got that kid that we saw on video. Her competitive nature, uh, she just plays with fire in her belly and, and probably hates to lose more than she likes to win. She has driven the competitiveness in our practice for five years now, um, and none of that's changed. So big game player, uh, was integral in that game at Campbellsville you mentioned earlier um, and knocking them down and, and tearing apart their zone defense. Uh, can't say enough about it, right? We had uh, we did a coach's clinic here a couple of weeks ago on a Saturday morning, and um, it was just our girls that were working with all these different coaches and, you know, demonstrating, you know, the different drills and, and things like that. And, the coaches on the side as as our team is going through these different drills because Mary's talking her talking our team through some of this new stuff that they're doing and how loud her voice was and how she commanded you know the attention of, of our players and working through those drills was you know they they made comments to me about you know who is this kid is this what it's like all the time I was like it's every day all day this is what we get practice games it's who she is also yep. joining her in that super senior class, Sierra Feltner. Sierra comes off of a, a, a campaign in which she averaged 10 points a game, almost 11. 
But there were a couple of games where she just flat out dominated, posting more than 30 points in a couple of, of games and, and earned player of the week recognition at one point last year. I, in my opinion, Sierra's most underrated player in this league in the Mid-South Conference. Um, her skill set, her athletic ability, her mindset, um, she's a she's a point guard who transitioned from a forward in high school uh, and, has, and has become one of the top point guards in this league. She's looking for her teammates first. Um, she's, she's overly unselfish as a scorer, but there's been games, and you saw it this past year, like you mentioned, there was a couple of games where we needed her to score the basketball, and she just cut loose. She had two 30-point games this season. One of them was in the national tournament um, in that game against Brian where we lost in overtime. Um, essentially took over the third quarter, put the team on her back, and, and got us back in that game. Um, fun to watch. Great to work with every day. Like, she's calm, quiet leader, leads by example. Um, tough, tough player. And I uh, can't say enough about Sierra. Both her and Mary are going to graduate with education degrees um, and go on to be future teacher, future leaders. The third, yep. the third of your super seniors, Haley Free. Haley is a, a guard who uh, battled through injuries last year. And so let's talk, first of all, about her health. Is she, is she ready to roll for this coming season? And what do you yep. expect from her this year? She sure is. I mean, Haley has battled injuries throughout her career, not just last season, right? She's had an ankle issue um, that she's battled throughout her entire career and chose to come back, um, you know, thanks to – to COVID, one of the benefits for for student athletes was they got this extra year of eligibility. So Haley's taking advantage of that, and we we're hoping she can take full advantage of it and and be available for us throughout the season. Um, Haley's a point guard again, great decision maker in the pick and roll, mid range game. She can extend it to the three, and really what she brings to us is she's one of our best on ball defenders. Uh, communicates well on both sides is a coach, is an extension of us on the floor. Um, she's that kid. Uh, she's already graduated with a biology degree and she is in graduate school and going to obtain an MBA here. The, yep. fo the fourth senior is a conventional senior, the traditional route, I suppose, four years of eligibility. Bailey Frazier. Uh, Bailey comes in uh, off of a campaign in which she averaged 10 points a game one of your better three-point shooters, and, and at times one of your better defenders. I think she led the team in block shots last year. Bailey settled into a starting role this year, uh, this past season for us. Um, you're right. She's a, she's a tough, tough two-way player, and she's kind of transitioned. Um, she kind of plays a hybrid position for us, a guard-forward position, because um, there be, may be at times where she's playing a four or she's playing a three, and she can still play the two-guard for us as well. Um, so it's, uh, it's kind of changed some of her shot selection in, in depending on what role she's played and she's probably taken less shots, but, but she came more efficient in doing it. Uh, had one of her, she, I believe in my opinion, she had her best season for us, uh, this past year. Um, and I'm looking forward to big things. You know, she's, she's also battled some injury, um, and some nicks throughout this, throughout her career. And uh, she's ready to go as well. In addition to the four seniors that we've mentioned, you bring back three juniors uh, and 
clearly at the head of that list is Morgan Stamper, who four-time conference player of the week, first team all-conference, named to the Coaches Association All-American team, set the school's single-season rebound record with an even 400 boards last year. Well, in addition to those things, she led the NAI in offensive rebounding. She was sixth overall in the country uh, in NAI in, in total rebounding. Um, just, you know, you think about this, right? We got we talked about Mary and her motor in practice, and you talk about Morgan and her rebounding prowess, and that takes motor too. It's all effort. It's all going after it. So when we say our practices are harder than games, you know, they are. And and Morgan, without us doing rebounding drills, you know, as a team has made us a better rebounding team. Our guards are more aggressive going to the glass. Um, everyone is more aggressive going to the glass because <laughs> you're either going to go get it or you're going to have to deal with Morgan, right? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> And that's not an option you really want to have to face. Pick, pick your poison, right? Because she's she plays just as physical in practice as you see in games. Um, and, and so it's a learning curve for, especially for newer players coming in who are just aren't used to, you know, that that level of physicality. We, we've got a returning All-American. She doesn't have to repeat the performance she had last year. We just need the best version of Morgan for this particular team. And Morgan's a team player, and uh, I expect big things out of her. Um, Morgan is known as the kid that shoots the one-handed free throws. She will continue to do that this year, and and hopefully she shoots at an even higher percentage than she did last year. Now, your other two returning juniors are Julia Parker and Bailey Birchfield. They right. are off-the-bench players historically. Tell us about the contributions that you get from them. You know, it's uh, – in, in the college basketball game, you have to have shooters on the perimeter. Um, both of these kids are really, you know, they're strong catch and shoot players. Um, Julia has battled some injury and illness over time. We always look for opportunities to get them the experience that they need to continue to grow as players. So, um, you know, I, one of my goals, you know, is this year is, is to be able to shoot the three ball a little bit better. We have to improve in that area, I feel like. Um, it's an area that can make a significant contribution for us. And those those type of kids, those two kids can can be a difference makers for us in that area. And then we look at the sophomore class. You have four sophomores, three of whom are returning to the program, and one is a new addition. We'll hit the returnees first. Sammy Seitz, Sheridan Robbins, and Abby Adkins. Sammy, um, out of Johnson Central, and she, along with Julia, had it suffered, had some setbacks last year with with illness, and and um, so Sammy's another one of those that you know, like Bailey and Julia, really, really strong catch and shoot player, shot in north of forty percent from the three in high school, um, had some success and some limited action last year for us. She's uh, battling a little minor injury here, heading into the season, um, but we're hoping to get her back in the mix here pretty soon. She's working her way back in, into practice. Uh, love her, local kid, um, tough, tough player, both sides of the ball. Tough, tough on ball defender too. Um, Abby Atkins out of Elliott County is another one. She's had some limited time with us last year on the floor as a freshman. Um, tough on ball defender, probably came in in as good a shape as anyone. Her and Julia came into camp this year in really great shape. 
Um, Abby, Abby is our energy bus, right? Abby's always smiling. She's, she's driving that positivity on the court every day, engaging with her teammates. Um, can't say enough about Abby and what she brings to our program outside of her ability as a basketball player. She's a glue kid. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, yeah, that, know, that smile is infectious. One of those, but her personality is such that, um, you know, she's that kid. She's that glue kid. Sheridan Robbins um, is also, right, like, she's a, a forward for us, can probably play the three and the four um, out of, I call it French Lick, Indiana. Her hometown's a little bit closer to us than that, but um, everybody knows French Lick is the home of Larry Bird. Sheridan's a hardworking kid. We've known her since she was probably a freshman in high school. Um, she had her sights set on U Pike as a young, young player. Um, we're looking for development um, and experience, an opportunity for her to be able to play for us this year and be a contributor um, off the bench. And and depending on matchups, uh, you know, Sheridan can take advantage of that. She can put the ball on the deck. She can shoot the three. She's just big, strong rebounder. So, you know, we're, we're going to find ways to utilize her strengths um, so she can help this team. Now, the fourth sophomore is new to the program, but not a stranger to you. And that is Hannah Roberts, who comes in as a transfer from South Carolina upstate, a six foot tall uh, sophomore. And, and tell us what you project for her at this moment. Hannah's experienced, right? She's got good footwork, soft hands. Um, she understands how to play. She's a solid passer out of the post, but her ability to stretch the floor and, and shoot the basketball from the mid-range, extend it out to the three-point line. Um, Anna Roberts is going to add a dimension from the, from the post position that we haven't had, um, which is exciting, right? Gives us an opportunity to play a little bit differently um, in some of our pick-and-roll actions. Uh, again, we recruited Hannah out of high school. She went to Huntington St. Joe's and I believe played her final year at Boyd County. Um, we've known her since high school, another great kid to add to our locker room, um, who's certainly going to help us on the basketball court as well. In addition to these, you added four freshmen this season. Uh, and so let's go through this list and we'll go through them one at a time. Allie Stone from West Carter High School. Allie Stone is the all-time leading scorer, I believe, boys and girls at West Carter High School. Um, a dynamic guard who can score at all three levels. Um, one of the top three-point shooters in the state. I believe she shot 52% from the three uh, in high school her senior year. Um, that number improved from her freshman year all the way up to her senior year. One of the leading free-throw shooters in the state. Just a tough basketball player. Similar mindset to Sierra. Nothing seems to bother her much. She's always on to the next play. Um, Expect big things out of her for, in her college career. Certainly do. The second name is a familiar name, Brooklyn Frazier. We we tend to call Bailey Frazier Frazier. We call Bailey Birchfield Bailey. And then Brooklyn is is another addition otherwise. Um, we got so many Bs. I can't get them all mixed up. Um, Brooklyn is a point guard, uh, shooting guard. 
She's going to be a two-way player for us. Um, she's learning our system. Uh, is can sprint the floor. She's she's just learning how to to manage the point guard position right now. Um, we plan on working with her like we do with everyone else in in development. Um, and again, great addition to our team. And we always expect big things from our players. And she is one of those that we expect to develop and grow and contribute as we go forward. The final two freshmen are, are interesting in that they're both out of the Cincinnati area and they both bring size to the program. Uh, Katie, and you're going to have to help me with this last name, Colopy. Hey, you, hey, you got it on the first try. Hey. Um, Colopy out of Walnut Hills high school. Um, you know, there was a connection we had in Cincinnati. Um, who helped us when we were recruiting Mary, helped us when we were recruiting Morgan Stamper, um, and and helped us with Katie as well. Um, so it's uh, it's like an all in the family thing. It's funny, these girls, like they took pictures on media day, all the Cincinnati girls got together and took pictures. Um, Katie is gonna be a high energy kid, guard forward, hybrid position for us. Um, she's an intense player, going to take charges. Uh, she's going to add a dimension to us similar to Morgan and, and Mary and, and how they play intensity. You know, fans are going to watch, like watching her play. And she can shoot the three ball. And then right. finally, Willa Davis. Willa is at 6'3", is the tallest post player we've had in our program since we've been here. Um, Another one's got good footwork, uh, good hands. She's got a really, really nice touch in her shot um, and can shoot the mid-range and extend to three, can finish with both hands. Like, we got to find a way to continue to develop her and let her help us, right, get her experience that she needs to to grow as well. Um, so when you look at this roster, you know, top to bottom, we've got kids who can contribute you know, in, in different areas and in different ways. So um, from a coaching standpoint, we need to find opportunities for, for them to, to make us better overall. Every year's new, right? Like we, we, you could have the exact same roster and understand that, you know, people have grown, people have changed. It's a new, you know, people have gone through things and it's a new year. So just staying present and, and, allowing this team to develop into their own identity it, it's been the focus for coach wheeler and i um and uh we're excited we're excited to see it unfold looking forward to it when we come back we're going to talk about the pre-conference schedule for the new pike bears right around the corner on at the horn welcome back to at the horn we're now at the place where we want to talk about the 2022-2023 schedule. The Bears open on the road at Olivet Nazarene, followed by a Wednesday game as an exhibition at the University of Kentucky on Wednesday, November 2nd. A home contest against Rio Grande, Saturday, November 5th, and then a scrimmage against the University of Charleston on Tuesday, November the 8th. So we're going to talk about these four games in particular. 
coach. And so you, you're jumping in from the proverbial frying pan into the fire with this opener at Olivet Nazarene. Well, if we're nothing, nothing else, we're consistent in, in scheduling tough and preparing ourselves for, for conference play. Um, we're, we're not afraid to go out on the road and start. This is a tournament team from last year. You know, they're a tough bunch. And uh, we, you know, in these first four games or, or four contests, you know, we need to find out who we are and, and, and how, we need to, how we need to compete, right? How, any adjustments we need to make. So these, these contests give us, you know, great opportunity to see ourselves on film. Uh, so we can learn and grow. Olivet Nazarene is a good program. What do you know about them that you can share with us? As an overview, they're going to, defensively, they're going to press us as much as possible. They're going to throw a variety of presses at us, um, create as much chaos as possible in the half court, whether they trap and scramble or, or whatever they're going to do um, there. And, and so they're trying to speed us up offensively and turn us over. You know, so taking care of the basketball is going to be important. Um, they returned six players, maybe, from from last year's roster that were significant contributors. Um, they they tend to hockey sub, so their minutes don't look like they're significant contributors. But you know, when, and what I mean by there's six or 18 minutes a game, 19 minutes, 15, 17, 15, 13. Um, so every two to four minutes, they're going to sub sub five in, five out. Line change, yes, almost like the platoon situation. We, we've done it in the past, um, you know, when, when we were pressing constantly. So I, I get it. Um, it. It creates confusion and chaos. You have to stay locked in and focused and disciplined um, playing against this style of play. And, and so good challenge for our kids. Then you follow that up with an exhibition. And this isn't just any exhibition. This is a power five exhibition. This is one where they, they write you a nice check and you get to go play at a, a significant program. And in this case, the university of Kentucky. I think it's um, the last team that got to do this was that 2016, 17 or 15, 16 team. I believe it was that year. Um, that team that eventually made that run to the final four uh, in the NAI. So it's special for our kids to be able to go to Memorial. Um, Kentucky is the flagship program um, in the state. And, and so the opportunity to go and compete, right? That's, this is it, right? Yeah, they're writing us a check. Yeah, it's an exhibition game, but we're going to compete and, and learn about who we are as a basketball team you know, it's another opportunity to do that. Uh, we just get to do it on a different stage. So excited for that, excited for our girls um, to have the opportunity to go play on that court. You know, these first four games give us an opportunity to, to look at a different color jersey, you know, somebody we don't know and allows us to come together, you know, as a team to go out and compete. And, and so, you know, that's exciting. It's it's that time. It's go time. Let's ring the bell. Welcome back to At The Horn. And in this final segment, 
Coach Williams and I talk about a cause near and dear to both of our hearts. A number of years ago, he reached out to me about the possibility of doing something to help in our community there in Pikeville. And we came up with the idea called Buckets for Backpacks that he has helped to change the lives of children in that community. So Buckets for Backpacks, what is it, Coach? Well, we talk about this thing's year-round, right, the basketball. And, and so one year on the recruiting trail, I'm talking to this NAU coach, uh, also coaches high school in, in northern Ohio. And he had this program where he, he did fundraising within his community, and he did it through his basketball team. Um, so in listening to his idea, I came up with something that, that I brought to you, right? Well, what if we, what if I donated a certain amount of money for every field goal that we make? Um, and we can solicit matching donations for, for those same field goals, right? For that same donation that I made. And, and is there a program that we can, that we can serve with, with this fundraising? And so, that's where the initial idea started. And then from there, you you identified uh, the few food insecurity need uh, in the elementary schools in Pike County. So I'll let you kind of take it from there and talk about that piece and, and putting backpacks together and, and serving the community. Well, at the time I was serving a senior pastor at Pikeville United Methodist Church. And one of the ministries of that church was the backpack ministry in which uh, meals, or food items are prepared for students who may be experiencing food insecurity to take home with them when they go home for the weekend or when they go home for an extended break, such as the Christmas holiday break. And it helps to provide for potential needs that they have. Uh, these are items that are low maintenance. Uh, we sought very much to try to keep this as simple as we could for the children, as nutritious as possible but at the end of the day to help make sure that they had food to eat. And so you would donate a dollar for every basket, whether it's a two pointer or a three pointer that the team made and people in the church and in the community and through the alumni and through the players and through the families of players match those funds that you donated with dollars of their own. And from the time that this program started in the 2018, 19 season, uh, you have been able to help raise more than $5,000 to help feed children in Pikeville and Pike County. And so yeah. that that's just a wonderful thing. It, it's, you know, it speaks to a couple of things, right? It speaks to, there's certainly a need. Um, and then the self and responding to um, the need, you know, it's, I do, I do my part, but, but it's about the community coming together um, you know, to, to give kids an opportunity, you know, you're not going to learn in the classroom if you're hungry. You're not going to do homework at home if you don't have food in your stomach. Um, so you're, you're, you're going to be at a disadvantage. Um, so we want to give these kids every opportunity um, to be the best that they can be. And, you know, it, it has to start with the basics. We have to be able to meet basic needs for, for our kids. Um, and that's really what it gets down to. Last year's team made over 900 buckets. Every one of those were matched on at least one occasion. Sometimes there were more than 
one match for specific games. And people could match a specific game. They can match a week. They can match the entire season if they want to. But if you'd like more information, you can call Pikeville United Methodist Church, and that telephone number is 606-437-7315. You can email the church at office.pumc, which is short for Pikeville United Methodist Church, office.pumc at gmail.com. If you want to send a check payable to the church, put Pikeville United Methodist Church, list buckets for backpacks in the memo, mail it to P.O. Box 311, Pikeville, Kentucky, 41502, and it will get to where it needs to go. It's a wonderful team effort. The youth ministry of Pikeville United Methodist Church and and some in the church are responsible for ordering the food and and, uh, bringing the food together and, and making sure it gets out to the different schools in the community but it helps to provide for a need that is serious. And, and it's just a wonderful program. And Coach, can't thank you enough for helping to make that happen. Well, much appreciated. And we're excited to begin contributing again this Friday. So let's see how many buckets we can get and get this thing rolling. Hey, thanks for joining us on this inaugural episode of Season 2 of At The Horn. Thanks to Coach Williams for being so supportive and cooperative in helping to produce this program. We look forward to what promises to be an outstanding season. This has been Willard Nip, and as always, Go Bears!